Hello and welcome to Along the Way. It's so great, so great to be with you. I have been wanting to jump on here and record a more substantial audio podcasty type thing for you for a while. And it's so nice to be able to finally get around to doing that. I really want to do this like once a week. Um, I was testing out like daily audios for a while there. And though it's, it's great. I just honestly don't know if I, if I have, uh, the bandwidth, (laughs) if you will, to do that. Some people I follow do that and it's lovely. Like they do uh, great little one minute, two minute audios every day. And it's a great thing. And I might get there someday, but you know, if I can do like once a week, come on, check in with you, kind of meander a little bit and, um, and read something I've written to you, that'd be great. So that's what I'm doing now. I wrote this the other day. It's not a sermon. It's more of a, more of a whimsical kind of testing of an idea I have been playing with for some time. It is called Do This in the Remembrance of Me. And if you notice, the hyphens on the title, Re-member-ance of me. Uh, the photo on this, yes, I do take my own photos. This is, this is a kind of a story in and of itself. Um, I live in the Sierra Valley of Northern California and, uh, lived here for like a little over what, I don't even know, COVID time, right? I think it's like a little over a year. And, um, there's a kind of a famous hot springs here called the Sierra hot springs. And it is clothing optional. Um, I have not yet been, but I want to go. It's beautiful. It's like in the forest. Excuse me. And it's supposed to be spectacular. So anyway, my wife and I went on a hike uh, like last week with the dog, with Dagny. She's a little Shih Tzu Terrier. And we were going to do the five mile loop in snowshoes. So we were walking along and the trail gets pretty close to the, like it actually kind of goes through the campgrounds there at the hot springs and we're hiking along and, um, Dagny was off the leash and she was getting kind of close to the structures at the, I didn't see any people, but she was getting kind of close to the structure. So we kind of like cut it short, cut off. We didn't want her to, uh, how should I say this? Uncomfortably approach uh, patrons of the hot springs with her, with her pants down. You know what I mean? That would not be pleasant for a little Shih Tzu to come up to you, um, while you're just walking around in the buff. I don't know. I just had this whole visual of what might happen in my head. So we cut across and, but we found this little area in the forest that has kind of been covered with some snow, but it's like a little sanctuary of sorts. Like they've got these wooden chairs and uh, had like a little fire pit with like a tea kettle over it and a bunch of tiki torches around in a circle, kind of a clearing in the trees. And me being someone who might want to plant a church of sorts someday, I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool to have like service out here. Anyway, there was um, this really cool like stump, like like log stump that was ornately 
carved with these pine cones and like trees, like a beautiful. So I took a photo and that's, that's the photo that you're seeing there in the post. Anyway, uh, it's called do this in the remembrance of me. I've been, I've really been enjoying my internship year because I'm in a pretty small parish with an exceptionally generous supervisor. I get to do a ton of things that the, that a pastor does. I get to preach every other week or so. I mean, I even know some peers in seminary who only get to preach like once or twice the entire year of their internship. I've gotten to lead book studies, do home visits, do private confessions, baptisms, and work as a chaplain at the detention center. But the one thing (laughs) that I cannot do until I'm ordained is the Eucharistic prayer. I cannot say what my tradition calls the institutional narrative. This is the blessing that the pastor says when she holds up the bread and the wine. It's the blessing that ends with, do this for the remembrance of me. This blessing of remembrance, this institutional narrative must be a big damn deal if I can't say it until I'm ordained. And I think this is really cool. Like there's something definitely here. If it's the one thing they keep non-ordained folks away from in my denomination, this blessing of remembrance that Jesus gave his disciples as he held up the bread and wine on the night, which he was betrayed during the last supper makes me think of a creation story I once heard in my spiritual but not religious days. Yes, I'm a total geek for creation stories. I actually have a few that I have bookmarked with different authors, both kind of Christian and and not so Christian. And this is this is one that's more kind of spiritual but not religious. It was written by Neil Donald Walsh, the author originally. And by the way, I, I do recommend, you know, if you're into the more kind of like secular spirituality, um, a series of books called Conversations with God. I don't know, like now where I am, how, you know, I'm sure I have parted ways with some of the things in that book, but, or in those books, but this, this here is really good, I think. And I've taken the liberty of adding a Christian twist to it. So let's see how it goes. Give me a second. I'm going to take a sip of water. Okay. In the beginning, God was all there was. God just was. There was nothing else. God didn't want to just know God's self. God got to a certain point where God just didn't want to know God's self. God wanted to experience God's self. God yearned to know what it was like to experience God's magnificence or beauty or whatever of God's qualities you want to insert here. I'll go with magnificence for this article. God wanted to go from being a concept to becoming participatory. However, 
God could not experience God's self unless that which was not God showed up. For without that which is not, that which is, is not. God needed a reference point outside of God's self, and this did not exist when God was all there was. So, God divided God's self. God separated God's self. For the first time in forever, yes, cue the Frozen soundtrack, this and that existed separately from each other along with that which was neither this nor that. In other words, God became triune. God became three elements, or as we say in my tradition, three persons. This, that, and neither this nor that. Also called the space between and all around this and that, which must exist for this and that to exist. Another way to put this is the creator, the created, and that which is. Three parts. Or, of course, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God went from one to three in one. By becoming triune, God created relativity, the greatest gift that God ever gave to God's self. You and I are given this in relationship. This is the perichoresis or divine circle dance between creator, created, and the relationship that holds them together. This might explain the Big Bang or whatever we decide to call it down the road. This is when time was created. It is when the space between this and that became measurable. All things became relative to each other. Since God is love and God needed to experience God as love, God had to create love's opposite. That's when God created fear. And just like that, love became an experienceable thing, not just a knowable concept. Perhaps this is mythologized by the story in the garden. So maybe God's reason for creating you and me is this. For God to be able to experience God's self as God in and through us. This wasn't likely an easy task for God. For us to experience that we are God's beloved, we must first experience ourselves as not God's beloved. We must forget our belovedness. For in a relative world, in order to experience what being tall is like, we must experience that which is short. We can't experience what we are unless we encounter that which we are not. 
it's impossible for us to truly not be a beloved creation of God. If you really want to go there, it's impossible for us to not be an inseparable part of God. We simply are that, have always been, and forever will be. So in us, God did something totally bonkers. God caused God's self in us to forget who we really are. In entering our physicality, we gave up our remembrance. There's that word again, remembrance of ourselves and thereby God, God's self. This allows us to experience what it's like to come back to our ultimate reality, to go from there back to here. In other words, to remember who we are and to remember who everyone and everything else is. In the Eucharist, we eat and drink the body and blood in the remembrance of he who is life, he who is reality, or Christ. And here's the cool part. By remembering, we are remembered. Like membered, like parts. We are put back together again, individually and collectively, corporally and corporately. In the remembrance of him, we are brought back to the place we never truly left. When this hits us, we do what we are created for, to experience and be the astonishment of God's love. And God is overjoyed at the astonishment that God experiences in God's self through our lives. This remembrance never gets old to God. Do this for the remembrance of me. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Again, playing around with stuff, always a good time. Um, if it if it strikes a chord in you, please let me know. Leave a comment, and uh, you know if you if you can, uh, if you're not already a free subscriber, sign up. It's free, and uh, you get the emails and all that. And if you want to support my work and get some extra goodies, uh, I just opened up paid subscriptions, so you can do that as well. Alrighty, thanks so much again. Have a great rest of your week, and until next time, grace and Godspeed.